1: What up everybody welcome to another episode of the corner podcast Kel Dansby here with the old man Andreas Hell. we are recording remote today but still shout out to everyone in blue wire studios in the wind resort in Las Vegas we are just stupid busy I am on grandbaby watch my stepson and his girlfriend are about to have a baby Uh, Her water, they just broke her water a little while ago. I've been at home all day. I didn't know how long it takes to have a child nowadays. So I took the whole day off work and still no baby here. But it's giving me time to record this podcast. The old man is taking the family cross country. So we are not in studio. We are here, remote, breaking down everything in the world of pro wrestling. So much to get to. A.W. Forbidden Door. We have to recap that entire card. We have to preview Money in the Bank, which goes down this weekend from London, the WWE and all the storylines there. We didn't even get to touch on it last week because of our AEW preview. So we have to talk about WWE leading into that pay-per-view. So a lot we have to dive right into Dre, AEW. So we, I didn't go to your crib because I forgot. It. Like, like we didn't just watch New Japan together. I don't know right. how we just didn't decide to watch Omega versus Osprey, too, together. It made no damn sense. We were doing nothing. But we were talking in our group chat, watched the whole damn thing. Everyone was in on it. Uh, you took a couple breaks to really focus on the matches, really had to hone in on this. I put the pay-per-view on the main screen. That's when you know it's real. So I could really watch it. I had volume and everything. And top to bottom, I thought it was a pretty good show, but we start all of these with you, what was your rating of AEW's Forbidden Door two? I'd say a strong B plus. I
2: thought it was. It's funny because I put out a poll that said, you know, that asked people what's the pay per view in the in the, of the year, and people, uh, recency bias. a lot of people said Forbidden Door. I don't. I'm not sure if it's better than Revolution. Um, Revolution with MJF versus Danielson, Hangman versus Moxley, House of Black versus the Elite. That was a hell of a pay-per-view that none of us expected to be that good. This was really good, though. I'm not going to lie. This was really good. Obviously, you get a match of the year contender. Um, I put Wrestle Kingdom in there and, like, nobody picked Wrestle Kingdom. But <laughs> then I was like, yo, nobody probably watched Wrestle Kingdom. Because not. Russell Kingdom was really good, too. Okada versus Jay White was good. Uh Obviously, Osprey versus Omega 2. The car- one, that carries almost any card. The four-way, that was good. And WrestleMania Night 1 I had in that list. Um, but I thought Forbidden Door was good, man. I mean, we expected it to be good, turned out to be good. Uh, a couple matches I was like, "Eh." But all in all, I thought it was a really good pay-per-view. And the fact that Danielson, we'll talk about that, broke his arm 10 in, minutes into that match and still managed to have that the match that he had with Okada. It, it, listen, we I mean, we're going to dig into that, but this man, I say it all the time, he's not on your mind. Rushmore, I don't know what y'all doing anymore. This man's incredible.
1: It's going to be hard to say he's not one of the best wrestlers of all time, right? Like top five right now in the moment, like it it might not even be enough. And that's so hard, right? That's like when you listen to a guy like Kendrick and right now in hip hop, you're just like, I don't know where to put him. I think he's top 10. Like, I'm pretty sure. Like if someone says he's top 10, cool. I could put a guy like Kendrick there. I could put a guy like J. Cole, maybe top 15 now. Like he's he's creeping. If someone put him 15, 20, top 20, I I wouldn't bat an eye. Cool. If someone put Drake in the top 10, there's a legit argument. Cool. I understand that. It's the same way with Danielson now, where it's just like, if you put him in top 10, top five, you can't bat an eye anymore. You can't, it's not a hot take which I know all about thanks to boxing Twitter this week Uh, shout out to my man, Sean Porter, but it's one of those things where it's like, are we underrating Brian Danielson at this point? Yes. Because of the injury and he lost some years, but so did Sean. Yeah. So did Brett. I mean, to a a degree, so did Ric Flair because he was underutilized for a quick second. Like, Austin was four years, red hot, It was like four years. Yeah. The Rocks run wasn't that long in the grand scheme of things. Danielson was wrestling here three years in a row, four years in a row from like 06 to 09 and then yeah. had a Hall of Fame career after that and then come back okay. and he's doing it again.
2: It doesn't make sense, man. Like, I think people tend to forget. Like, they look at Danielson. they Like, you mentioned guys like Austin. And Austin had a great career before he hurt his neck. Um, He was on his way to being great. His feud with Steamboat and, like, WCW was incredible. Like, him as a Hollywood Blondes, Like, he had a great career. Um, But, yes, his peak was – it was short. You know, he had the injuries. And although he was wildly entertaining in terms of the best wrestler in the world – it wasn't that long. Like somebody like Cena had a longer run at the top than Austin did. Same with The Rock. As great as Rock was, it's really in that, you know, that 97, 98 actually to 2000, no, nah, not even that. Like 99, 98, 99, 2000, 2001, and then it was, he kind of he disappeared. Danielson? Yeah. Like when we talk about Brian Danielson, this man was in Ring of Honor in 2004, 3 yeah. Like we're talking about a career that's 20 years deep. And yeah, he lost a couple of years, but he was also recognized as the best wrestler in the world before he came to WWE. On the, you know, in Ring of Honor, he, between him and CM Punk, they redefined what a wrestler is supposed to look like, both smaller in stature, style over substance. Um, even though Danielson developed a fantastic persona in the WWE, but he was a wrestler. And then he developed the, Daniel Bryan character and the yes movement, and how much that got over. And then this man leaves WWE to come to AEW, and now he's working dream matches with Omega and Okada. It's like, how, how do you keep this man off the list? And how many, like the man has nothing but good matches. He, he's, he's just, he's way too good. He's, uh, yeah, I think where people are underrating his career because they forget or didn't get a chance to see. Brian Danielson in ring of honor. Oh God. And the final countdown interest on top of that from (laughs) Jesus, man, this guy is just incredible. You popped heavy with the final countdown. I did. I did. And part (laughs) of the reason why, why the thing was, is like, I did take a break from Twitter and the chat so I could watch the matches. The other reason was, is the Bleacher Report app sucks and it's always like a minute behind. So like in matches, like a group chat would pop about something and I'm like, I haven't seen, Oh, there it is. Right. (laughs) Like, so I had to take, I, I wanted to see it in real time and I have nothing spoiled for me, but uh, yeah, man, Danielson is, he's, he's the truth, man. He's just that good. I ho- hopefully this arm injury, the same is worse than you thought. And Brie Bella posted a, a picture of the snapped arm. He he ain't making all in or all out.
1: Not with that. Good. Because I, I don't clean see Clean breaks are better than ligament tears. So when you yeah. cast it up, like it, it'll heal and it doesn't seem to be a spiral fracture. It looked like it kind of went like straight through. This is uh, the nursing school nerding me. So it's like one of those things where you look, it's like, yeah, it sucks. Six to eight weeks. Um, and it's close. Like six to eight weeks is close. Really that, close. Those are those pay-per-views, you know? Yep. It's it's just what can you do within that realm? I know in, in football, you get to four weeks and they'll let you soft cast it. I don't know how that works in pro wrestling. No, I don't know either. Like know either. what can you – but he's crazy enough where he would legit soft cast and try to work an entire match and take real ass bumps.
2: It, it is insane. What he will try to do. He's not like, he oh he worked that match with a broken arm. He he was like, yeah, it's fractured. No, it's like, it's, it's a clean break. This thing is broken.
1: And 10 minutes into it. you had almost a 25 minute match. What are you crazy? My man ended the match and not to go like too far ahead. He ended the match with his submission. Where he puts his arm over the other man's face and cranks it and his arm is broken so he's pulling on his broken bone against someone's face he didn't do the running knee he didn't do no. you know a different finisher he made him submit while cranking on his own broken arm jesus it's crazy maybe that's why it's a little bit worse than they thought cuz the man is just pulling on it as the bone is broken <laughs> just nuts, hearing man. it crack so it's his greatness is something that'll take up an entire pop yeah um, well- but we can go through the the list. They gave Tom Lawler a match. It was him, uh, Serpentico. Okay, Adam Cole is out with an illness. It appears, um, as we're recording this, actually, Dynamite is on. So Britt Baker is out this week with an illness. So wish them both the best. They probably caught the flu or got sick. Um, so Tom Lawler is off the card. Sounds weird. But I think it helped the pacing.
2: Yeah, this was already going to be a long pay-per-view. Like, we saw it on paper. We're like, well, how are we going to get through all these matches in a reasonable amount of time before I my my eye, eyelids tap out? Like, yes. it's just, it's a long show. So taking that off the card allowed some some of the other matches to breathe. So I was okay with this.
1: Yep, we did. Uh, Mogul Embassy defeated Chaos. Good call. Swerve was at least on the pre-show. Athena defeated Billy Starks. Um, a lot of pre show El Fantasmo versus Stu Grayson. Which please find a way to make me watch Honor Club. Give me Honor Club. Stu Grayson's storyline is so damn good. I never yeah. get to see it.
2: And also, I, you know, speaking of things I, I, I can't unsee, uh, yeah, El Fantasmo is Logan Paul's little brother, not Jake's, Logan's. <laughs> These guys look the same. Like, I looked up at my screen and I was like, yo, that is fucking Logan Paul, El Fantasmo. He's already special talent, wildly athletic. It makes sense. It tracks. Long lost brother. I'm sure of it.
1: And then uh, Lij defeated United Empire with Jeff Cobb, Kyle Fletcher, and TJP. I mean, All right. It, it's it's that was crazy a
2: straight to New think. Japan match. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy to think. Even though like Kyle Fletcher, there obviously he's obviously in AEW now, but uh, yeah, it's still a New Japan match. It's it's crazy to think that both Shingo Takagi and Hiroshi Hiromu Ta- Takahashi are on a pre-show. Uh I'm going to start saying Free Shingo. Shingo's a <laughs> former IWGP heavyweight champion of the world. Yeah. I I, I wish he got a better run during the pandemic. Like he's I think I think the world like everybody knows, I like when I talk about Shingo and Ishii, the two of my favorite wrestlers in New Japan, and I just need Shingo to get
1: more spotlight. He's just really that good. Yeah, it just it was poor timing, it was. and it was during the time where like the booking got really bad in New Japan, and half the talent couldn't travel, so he didn't have like great matches. I just wonder if it like sours him because the company took a dip during that time. It's like, ah, oh, maybe he's not a top guy, but everything comes back around in New Japan. That's one good thing about New Japan. It's kind of when they deem that you're a top guy, even if it kind of fizzles out. It'll come back around. People hated Okada's first run, hated, it with a passion. Came back, gave him Gato. He's a villain. Boom! Because, you know, guy's yeah. a million bucks. We hated Jay White's first run. Yeah, it wasn't that great. shit. Stung. It was great it No, wasn't great. <laughs> he turned like super heel, and it he got more healy. And then it was great after that. So they they'll all come full circle and figure it out. Now we have the main card. MJF versus Tanahashi, MJF said, I'm collecting my damn check. You put me out there first. He did a little video. He went to the airport. He's like, I can stick it around for a presser. I'm out. This was a fun match on MJF's part. Tanahashi, it's weird. You always say Tanahashi's like the John Cena. Yeah. New Japan. They are both in a very similar spot now. Where At WrestleMania, Austin Theory worked John Cena. And it was like Cena probably could have went a little harder and put him over a little more. And the match was just kind of like weird on Cena's part. Yeah. But did what he could do. I feel like Tanahashi's around that same point. Where MJF looked good in this, but I was like, it wasn't like classic, classic ace. He had a couple of the good moves. He played the hits. Yeah. Um, but it was really MJF talking, performing, doing the guitar. Like MJF carried it kind of like Roman Reigns carries a match, where it was just talking and character, and it overcame for like some of Tanahashi's like slower moments. Like I, I just don't know if he's still at that level to put him against like your champion. Uh it looks great and we know the history behind it. But yeah, I, I thought it was great for MJF. He showcased that he's one hell of a pro wrestler. But Tanahashi was just like a step slower, which is cool. He's been doing this shit at a high level forever.
2: Yeah, well, you know, I uh, will put it simply that it's it's time for Tanahashi to start looking for the door. He's his body's breaking down on him. It looks uh, like his match with Collision against Swerve, like Swerve had to save him like several times in that match because he, I mean, he couldn't even find his balance to do the high five flow, and it yep. was just like I'm watching a man who not too long ago was doing classics with Okada at Wrestle Kingdom. His body just ain't there. It's just not holding up anymore. And that was like
1: six years ago, like yeah. six, five, six years ago. I mean, you, age, you can age a lot five, six years. And he has, and he has.
2: And this match, to me, it wasn't good. It wasn't bad. It just wasn't good. Um, it was one of those matches. I mean, it, it. I would argue that it wasn't the right match to even kick off this pay-per-view with because it didn't really set the tone because it was like it was okay And I know there's a lot of people that are probably going to may disagree with this, but as of today, as we are recording the show, I have not been enthralled with MJF's run as the world champion. Mm -hmm. It hasn't been great yet. Something, hopefully the cold few can infuse something into this rival, into this championship run, but it just hasn't been great. And I have a problem with MJF in general that his – work as a world champion heel is not helping anybody that he feuds with that i have a pro like he eats everybody up on the mic and you have to let a baby face breathe a little bit you gotta get them get the upper hand and not you giving them the upper hand just gotta let them get you
1: but he kind of works baby in a lot of these promos like which is i don't like gets the crowd behind him like so the baby face can't do it. it it's it's like Somebody has to pull him to
2: the side and be like, yo, you're cannibalizing the feud. Like, you're eating both on both sides of the plate. You're at the, both sides of the table right now, and you're not letting the people that you're feuding with be believable to beat you, for one. And two, it makes your reign look weaker because you're you're demoralizing the people that are put in front of you. So even this Tanahashi match where, you know, MGF is like, ah, these indie Like, don't – ha- at some point, you have to be the coward or you have to find a way to put over – the champion, and not in a goofy, like, oh, no, kind of way. Like, you have to make them look good. And MJF hasn't done that. It's almost like he's going into business for himself. I have not I, – I don't know if it gets better from here, but it just hasn't been what the title run that we thought when MJF finally got his hands on the title would be. It hasn't been that. Maybe that changes soon, but
1: it's it's it hasn't been great. No, I – they give him the four pillars match, though, and it's just kind of like – He's, yes, those are your four pillars, but he's a head and shoulder above those guys right now. Yeah, so, but he did, he didn't make anybody look good, no, right? No, because like, he's a head and shoulders above those guys. It's one of those things where if they would have gave him a guy like Sting, like you said, to solidify him, you make him super heel against Sting, but that's like a legitimacy type of play, right? right. Like, you... I understand we hated the big show spots sometimes, but everyone on their first title got the big show yeah, because the it purpose. makes yeah it makes you look pretty damn good like right out the gate. Yep. So, and and they did it with Hangman. Hangman's first legit feud was Danielson, and yeah. it wasn't a quick blow off. It was three incredible matches. Now, did I like the end of it as much? Probably not but you can never say his reign was whack cuz they gave you three great matches against a very established guy in the industry and it was banger after banger banger i, I don't know if they've given mjf someone of that high level like and they that gave him danielson was, the, the danielson match was incredible yeah but it wasn't like sustained to me i'm talking feuds
2: oh yeah no no i agree Not, like, with that like yeah, yeah yeah like
1: matches they're going to deliver good matches but like, what's the feud that, that people are going to remember that's going to make you care? And if you can't pinpoint a blood feud, it, it gets really tough. Yeah, it Man. does. And his wardlow feud is probably his best feud. Yeah, well, mm,
2: no. No, I mean the punk feud is his best feud.
1: Oh, punk feud. All right. I'll
2: the the punk, punk feud. feud is his best feud. Um, yeah, yeah, but that's true. But he has to again, as the champion, it's just like you have to make Fans believe that the baby face can beat you and in the four pillars thing. Yeah. Uh, jungle boy and Sammy didn't do a great job. I, I hated the Sammy MJF. Like, Oh, we're friends. I thought it was kind of corny
1: for two weeks. And then it was over. Or we, yeah, had
2: Darby was the one you need to zoom in on because Darby's over with the crowd, but you have to make it feel like he has a chance to beat you. It's, it's a special skill. Like flair had it at times. Um, like there, there are really good heels that are able to make the babyface fans want to see the babyface go over. MJF far too often gets the fans behind him and then cuts them off with a very clever joke. As a heel, you can't do that all the time. You can't always be funny and the clever guy in the room. You have to be a dick. Roddy Piper was always a dick. That you have to do that. He has not done a great job of that in this match. I was just like, all right, cool, whatever. We Cole
1: seems like the guy that should pull that out though, because yeah, the crowd is he, behind Cole
2: he won't fall for the shit. Like he won't, he won't freeze in front of MJF. Like as we saw when they had their their thing last week, and now they're having the tag thing and, that Cole should be able to hang with him. Thank God. Cause Cole came out of that Jericho feud. I was like, this sucks. And then it, you know, Cole's Cole. He's
1: good. People yeah. forget Adam Cole's really good. And then CM Punk versus Kojima. This goes <laughs> for 14 minutes is kind of shocking to me. They gave punk a lot of time against someone. I just thought they threw him in there with, but overall I thought, Punk looked good in the ring. Yes, like I, I, I thought he moved better than even we saw with him and Hangman. And before he got hurt, he looked fresh. That's all I needed. <laughs> I was like, Yo, it looks like he can go. Now let's see what feud. But then I was like, Well, this show would have knocked if it was Genta.
2: It would have, it would have. But here's the beautiful thing about this this Kojima match it's like nobody asked for it and we got it. But we got to watch Punk work heel. And we, a lot of people forgot, he is really fucking good as a heel. He trolled the crowd on so many different occasions. The legs, the Hogan leg drop, right? Because I think Bischoff said he's no better than Hogan, so he trolled him with a leg drop. He called the lariat shots in the corner, like CM Punk working heel reminded us, like yo, I think y'all forgot, he was always been one of the best heels in the business. Like far and away, he's a better heel than he is a babyface. And this match was not like. He's never been like this wildly athletic worker, but he's a very good, fundamentally sound worker who understands how to get heat. He drew heat out of that crowd. He knew he was in Kenny Omega's hometown. He knew it. He knew where he was. He knew what he needed to do to piss off that crowd, and he did that. Like wearing the Hitman stuff, you think he did it to get a pop from the crowd? <laughs> he knew what he was doing. Yep. He is. There are people who are on the side of like, we don't care about CM Punk, which is a lie because Collision popped a rating both weeks that CM Punk has worked. Oh,
1: I thought it was down this week.
2: It was down. I mean, it's going to be down from the season premiere. Everything goes down from your first episode. But it was still when he was on TV, people are watching.
1: Yeah.
2: He is. There are few people like CM Punk in the business. And I tend to theorize now that the reason why they haven't turned CM Punk heel, it would actually get in the way of MJF's heel run. Because Punk is a better heel in terms yeah. of understanding how to get heat, real heat. MGF is like fun heat. Like, oh, this is fun. And now he's a champion. It's like, wait, wait, wait. We got to build a baby face. Punk has always been a fantastic heel. And he worked heel in this match. And I thought this match was far better than it should have been because nobody cared about it. I didn't. And then we got it. and was like, all right, this is cool.
1: I understand what why they did this. It worked. No, I, I 100% agree. And now it's just, all right, let's roll it into something. Like, if we're going to go heel, let's double down is there an actual like brand split television thing? This, this has always been my sticking point. It's like this pay-per-view is going to be great. I love the lead up in a lot of these things. What do we do after? Yep. How can we make this make sense? And I thought Thanks. this was a good coming back match um, for Punk, but now it's like, okay, what's next? Like, what, yeah. what do we have next? And then Orange Cassidy, Fredo Forway, Zach Sabre Jr., Shibata, and Daniel Garcia. Ray, I don't care what they do in any match. As long as I can see Daniel Garcia dance, <laughs> this shit is getting five stars from me. Every time he dances, it pops me. And him taking the strikes and then just dancing through Oh, it. man. Oh, yeah. my God. That was it. I was like, I love this match. This might be match of night for me. At this point, I was dying. This guy is a great sports entertainer. I don't know if you got to break him away from the Jericho Society. Yes. I don't care if you keep him in there let him grow within it, do something, push this kid. You have two undercard titles, give him something because he's gotten this over and sooner or later you have to recognize that and reward him.
2: Yeah, he's I mean, he's a fantastic wrestler to begin with. And this match was fun as hell because we had four different styles in this match, and they figured out how to all work together. And Orange Cassidy, again, he's probably he's my favorite champion right now. The way he works, the the his matches, he's one of the most unique talents on the roster. And we got this match where I just was like, yo, I need to see more Zach Saber Jr. in AEW. His one, his offense is so different. He makes grappling fun. Everything he does is chain wrestling. It's it's fun, but then you have somebody like Shabbat in there who is is hard hitting. These two are just beating the shit out of each other. And with with both Orange Cassidy and Daniel Garcia draped on their backs, they're still chopping and slapping the shit out of each other. I was just like, yo, this is this is what it's all about. This is good. Now we knew kind of knew that Daniel Garcia was gonna eat the pin. He's the only guy in that ring without a championship. Yeah. But they worked well together. Orange Cassidy continues to be great. Daniel Garcia and the dance, come on, man. That's I don't I don't even know what the dance is. I don't know when he came up with that thing, but it is is ridiculous. And yeah, you're getting chopped in the face and punched in the mouth and you're doing the dance. You got me. I'm hooked. You're a great sports entertainer, but you have to break him away from Jericho. It's just, it's Something. not working. It's time
1: for him to move on. Something, man. Please just let the kid run with it. And then we have Sonata versus Jungle Boy. I, I told get you why it.
2: this match was happening. I told I you the was a story. I told it. you. It.
1: You called it. I still didn't care about the match itself. i what it was. (laughs) That's that's not a compliment. That's not good. They wrestled a 10-minute match. Yeah, 11-minute match where Sonata, cool, he wins. I love Sonata's new look. I think he looks like a champion, looks great. Everything's there. Jungle Boy did well in the match. It was just like, okay, blah, like, why are we here? And then Jungle Boy, they keep the camera on him. I was like, oh, shit, Dre might be right. I was like, they're following him up this ramp a lot. And I was like, and not like he just got beat by a mega heel and you got to give him like a curtain call. Like, why the fuck are you following him? And then he turns on Hook and then it's like, okay, heel jungle boy. Weird, because he would have made a great heel next to Christian Cage and the dinosaur. And have the dinosaur's muscle, Christian Cage's mouthpiece, heel Jack Perry. Maybe we can still get to that. Maybe he goes back and says, you know what, fuckers? You guys were right. I'm in. Maybe that's the case. I don't know. But hopefully his promos get better as a heel. Yeah. He's a tiny guy. And that's always the thing with heels. And that's where Adam Cole has always been great. When you're that small, you kind of need a faction. Like, you need, some muscle, you need a reason why you can win and be that dastardly when everyone else is big as shit. Like, you just can't beat that. So it's interesting to see what they do with him going forward. He has to win his first feud. His first feud is hook. I am a little bit perplexed but I don't think he has to win
2: his first feud. I think what we're doing, there's two things that are happening. One, Jungle Boy needs a character refresh. Like, we kind of figured that out with the Four Pillars thing. It's it's staling out, and, and it's stale. And, you know, fans are not interested. Even the Sonata match, I, I knew it had to be a vehicle for something because it can't be just a straight batch. It had but, to tell us another story, and it did. The other thing that's important is, okay, it's time to make a move with Hook. That's what I think is the real case here, is that he has been kind of in this holding pattern yep. with the FTW title. Like, we know he can wrestle. We know he doesn't talk. He's always been intriguing. He's been relegated to the pre-show or on the side, you know, accompanying somebody or working a tag match. It's time to pull the trigger on Hook to start to make a move. And I think as few with Jungle Boy it can be the first time that Hook is really in a feud and we, I'm curious where Jungle Boy goes. Well, Jack Perry, because I'm sure he can't be called Jungle Boy. He's a jungle man. Jungle what the man. <laughs> Got to call him something that's heelish. But whoever Jack Perry aligns himself with will make it very interesting on where this goes. Um, but the character needed to refresh, and it's time to move on hook. He's just – he's talented. He's ta- – it, it was uh, interesting to have Taz on the call and then – you could tell, like, I don't think he was aware of what was going to happen. And he was like, son of a bitch. All right. And I and I'm gonna work commentary, like, yo, that's my son. I want to see where they go with this. It has potential. It has potential. But Jack Perry is going to have to develop Mike skills as a heel or align himself with somebody that can carry that mic work for him. And he's a little guy, so it's weird. You can't get a big guy to talk shit for you. No. You got to get a mini me. So yeah. I don't know what he's gonna do. Can't get Marco stunt because he's gone. I have no idea where they're going. Again,
1: there's on. a heel faction. They have a title that he was just yeah. a part of that would make a lot of sense. A veteran who's great on the mic, he's carrying the belt for the giant dinosaur. The giant dinosaur just beat the shit out of someone who's also big. So he's clearly a good muscle. Just go real yeah, <laughs> line. They, they definitely
2: could. They definitely could. I, I'll be interested back. if they go that way. If they go that route, it's intriguing. And hook has to deal with all three of them. Okay. I'd be interested in that makes it just
1: makes sense. All right, next up we have the elite versus oh the elite Eddie Kingston Ishii versus Blackpool Combat Club Moxley Wheeler, Uter, Claudio uh, Takesta and Umino. Sure.
2: This was good shit.
1: Um, Takeshi is a big ass
2: dude. Boy, when I tell you <laughs> when he laid out Ishii, this motherfucker came with a with a agenda. He was like, "Yo, I'm about to stiff everything. That I'm going to be stiff and snug on." And he, when he hit ECE, I said, "Fuck this match." There's a couple things that happened in this match because you know it's your regular ten man tag, right? It's not, it's not like no. anarchy in the arena, no. but they told several stories in this match that was Eddie Kingston. I mean, listen, it's time. Like as soon as he comes back from G one, it's time because he it's, is over like Rover and him. And it's Moxner, hard. It's hard to keep it away. You can't like you. You look at him every time him and Moxley interacted. That crowd was on fire. Yeah, and then you know EC is tremendous in the match. Gets the pin on Wheeler Utah, which I thought was great. But it's like the Bucks and Hangman and Claudio. I was like, yo, these guys—they're working, working this match. Like these, this Tamman tag was incredible. But Shooter and the were. They they held their own. I was like, "Yo, this is this is a really fucking good match. Really good match."
1: Yeah, Takeshta looks like he is who they say he was. He's getting there.
2: Yeah. They put him
1: around really good people. They're not forgetting him week to week. They're keeping him on television, allowing the growth. Um, it's one of those things where if you don't have like writers or anyone, he has a pretty good support system to vouch for him for Tony. Yeah. Right. And it's one of those things where we could see him growing into a spot where he could be a main event level guy with the right gim Well, I don't know if gimmicks matter as much, now no. but it should. Because to be the guy on top, you should have a pretty damn good gimmick. So I think they're forging that and he's getting along there. And he doesn't have to work like the traditional New Japan or Japanese in general pro wrestling. Right, he he doesn't have to. A lot of people are like, "Oh, he's the next Koto Bushi. I saw Koto Bushi do an interview. It was like, "Oh, well, people are just saying Takeshi's the next." Week. He's not that. Yeah, and they don't have to make him that. I love that he worked snug. He worked like a big dude. Like he, he worked more methodical. He worked like a Roman Reigns. And I keep saying, but like he worked like that style. Where yeah, he's not. It's not a bunch of spots necessarily. I'm here to beat the shit out of you bigger and more believable than anyone else. So I, I like that. It's just real badass. So I, I thought this match was great. Blackpool Combat Club didn't have to win. I I enjoyed every minute of that match. And this is where the pay-per-view to me kind of started taking oh, off. Yeah.
2: This is where it picked up. And the other thing is like to me is like, yo, did Takeshi get bigger? He turned heel and it made him look like a bigger human being. 100%. Because now he's <laughs> like... He, Looking at him in that match, I was like, yo, he's big. But I was he's like, he up. wasn't, didn't feel like he was that big when he was a baby face.
1: I don't even know how big he is, but that motherfucker looks huge now.
2: Uh, it was this, this, yeah, like this his was back got
1: bigger or something. I don't know. I don't know. He, he just, just looked just like a bigger up. human
2: being. Yeah. It, but I'll, it'll be fun to see where this goes. And, you know, I, it's, it's all about Eddie Kingston at this point. Like him block, saving Moxley, and Moxley still not giving him fucking wrecking him in that match. Yeah. Do we have a Moxley uh, Kingston feud on on us? Yes, I think we Before
1: we recorded, I saw a little bit of dynamite. And it seems like the tease is in, but I like how they're getting there. And it's because Claudio is still in the background and they're playing that feud. And Claudio is just kind of like, and Eddie Kingston and everything is like, yo, it's your boy. Why are you with him? Like Eddie Kingston hates Claudio. And it's like a 13-year feud. Claudio went to a different company and he came not not go fuck. <laughs> he came back and it was on site after yeah. 12 years. So it's one of those things where he's like, well, you aligned with him. And then Mox is just like, yo, what do you want me to do? And then yeah. Mox is kind of in the middle, but now it's causing their friction. It, it seems like once that boils over, we're going to have a really good match. Yeah. With a crazy believe. stipulation. Like, you know, that's going to be deathmatch shirt.
2: Yeah, I'm here for it. This is Eddie Kingston. I don't give a fuck what he does. He's over. He's yep. over.
1: And then Tony Storm versus Willow Nightingale. It was a good match. It was. I I believe Willow was going to win like once or twice.
2: I know. I that's all too. I need. That's all I need. And she lost. And it's like, I didn't want her to lose. I wanted shenanigans. And I want to keep her strong for her. It looks like she's working uh, Julia in Stardom, New Japan. is yep. coming over. Uh, but I wanted her to, to have this run where nobody could actually beat her. And so Tony Storm beating her kind of took the win out of myself a bit. But the match was good. Willow can work. Tony could work. T- Tony's like a lot better as a heel right now because it's really fun yeah. watching her work.
1: And she didn't really win clean. Like it, it's 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 all right. Yeah, it's still no shenanigans.
2: Yeah, it's, it's a shenanigans. I'm I'm cool with it. I didn't want her to get pinned, but I'm fine with it. This was a re- really good match. Willow is I don't know if, like, Tony Khan and the company, when they got Willow, they realized what they had, because we saw it. As soon as she was shooting with Jade, I was like, oh, that's the one. Mm-hmm. And now she's got a title, even though Mercedes gets hurt. She has a title, and it's like, you look at her again, and you're like, listen, guys, that's the one. Like, she is the one.
1: in this. Kind of what company. they want Statlander to be. Yeah. that's no shade to Statlander, per se. No. But, like, Statlander doesn't hit like people say she's supposed to hit, for me, personally. Like she's the good. the alien, like baby face thing. Like, I I don't get it. Willow is like a genuine character like that, where she's but, just, you you look at her and you want her to win every single time.
2: It, she is the she is the best women's baby face that you have right now. Mm-hmm. Like Britt Baker's not a baby face. Willow Nightingale, that's a baby face. And that's somebody who you just want to root for. So if anybody was going to dethrone Jade, yes, I get why Statlander did it. It was Jade has gone from television for a little while. She needed a break, you know, and I, I get it. since that stat letter. took that title offer. We got to move Jade in a different direction, but I would like to see Willow do it. She felt more deserving at the time, but it is what it is. This match just proves again, though, you got something with Willow. You better use it.
1: Yeah, don't waste it. And then Will Ospreay, Kenny Omega. Fuck two. me. 40 minutes.
2: I'm fine with the length. I'm I buying people... a blink people complained i don't care i don't care there's a couple things we'll just do some housekeeping real quick uh yeah the interference by don Callis was it necessary no but you know why they did it there's a couple reasons why they did it one kenny omega still has a few with Callis on tv yeah right and the fact that it didn't result in the end of the match means you can still further that story and it didn't sully the ending because will osprey still got his win yeah two uh Yes, the Tiger driver spot was brutal. These guys are fucking nuts. The I I know that some people were like, I didn't, you know, the last five minutes after the cows thing. When Kenny Omega kicked out of one after the one wing angel, I jumped out of my seat. Everyone lost their shit. Everyone like you can't beat the man with his own move. How dare you?
1: (laughs) And he kicks out at one at one. And
2: And pokes up. And a hoax, <laughs> bro. we you have to remember we are in Toronto. Like, yeah, you can say, well, yeah, he can lose in his backyard to the no, 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 kicking out at one and firing up, he's still gonna lose. He's still yeah. gonna lose the match. Like these guys work their asses off. Like, yeah, you have two clear front runners for for match of the year. I still think the first one's a little bit better. Me too. Uh, but this was just. It's this not was, far behind. Nah, man, this was this was good shit and. Osprey, fuck, man! Bell to Bell, good luck. He's he get a
1: shooting star press to a hanging Kenny Omega's back. Like I thought, he was just gonna do like a leg drop. He nah, did a full man. shooting stars press, pops back up, and then does an os cutter to the apron in the yeah. same sequence. Like, dude,
2: th- different levels. He puts on the sharpshooter. He rubs the Canada flag in his ass. <laughs> then he does the crippler crossface. It's my god and i know some people are like ah and i'm hey man like yeah i mean the guy's a heel he's he's a heel and it was funny because in new japan when he challenges kenny i think at dominion it came over like a babyface promo but with callus for a minute there i was like who are these bodyguards like are they going to interfere in this match too because they were just kind of there they didn't interfere which was fine but yeah we're getting we're gonna get these two gonna work again maybe at all in but uh the Callus Omega feuds not done because clearly Kenny Omega still has a bone to pick with Takesta, so yep. that's a that's your TV angle. And I get why they did this. I was totally fine with everything this match did: the pacing, the length, the finish, the false finishes.
1: I'm good. These two are incredible. You know, I'm fine with it because that was my only thing I wanted from this. Great matches. Give me storylines coming out of it. Yep, they found a storyline coming out of it. Got it all. Because as great as as it is, Osprey going home so kenny gotta do something next week so just that little touch it's it's weird because i feel like people rebel when aw tries to make sense in a sports entertainment type of way yeah right like we talked about this last week and it's happening now like adam cole mjf like can they coexist and people like oh my god this can't it's like yo it's a thing for a reason this works very well in pro wrestling when done correctly. Yeah. Now, WWE does it ad nauseum. That's why it's a joke. But it's a tactic. like It's like in football. If you run a fucking reverse or a fumble ruski every play, you're going to look like an idiot. But if you run it every now and then, when it, the situation calls for it, it's one hell of a play. Yeah. So it's it's one of those things where it's like, yo, you know what? It's okay for them to do some shit that is sports entertainment. E to further a story, because sure. the stories are necessary. People are like you ruined my match. Get the fuck about your It didn't ruin the match. No, this match sure. is incredible. So it, it's nitpicky when they do anything outside of the realm. I just have five star classics, or this one ten star classics. Like it took a star away. They still probably got nine. Like yeah, I
2: mean, they <laughs> they'll do, be they all just- right. Yeah, this match was. I don't like. What are you complaining about? Like that. Like to me is like it's fine. You want to nitpick about it? That's fine. But it's still head and shoulders over everything yeah, yeah. that you've seen. And I've and seen a dangerous people...
1: move. Like the guy got back up. Nobody's injured.
2: Yeah, it, you know, Danielson talked about it. I mean, shit. He broke his arm, which we'll talk about in a second. He broke his arm because he didn't tuck it when Okada went for an elbow drop. Shit happens, yeah. Granny. Yes, the the higher level of of, of risk. There's a possibility you're gonna get hurt. That tiger driver spot was nasty. Yeah. But this is what they wanted to do, man. And I look, man, it, it maybe it's ill-advised, but God, that tiger driver spot, it just for me, it added to it, which is weird because it shouldn't. Because we all should go, hey man, protect yourself. Like a, you know, unprotected chair shots. Don't do that to the head. Nah, don't do that. But this particular spot, I was like, holy shit. And it just kept going from there. Fuck it.
1: That's for me. They want to do it. Fuck it. Let them do it. No, 100%. And then Sting, Darby Allen, Naito versus Jericho, Sammy Guevara, and Minoru Suzuki. Oh, okay. This wasn't a good match.
2: No, this was an old match. But I'm not sure it needed to be. No, it was perfect as a cool down because as soon as you got <laughs> Sting out there, you were like, all right, cool, Sting's out there. Yo, all right. The I know it took I, a six thirty. We wasn't supposed to. He just couldn't get off the table in time. <laughs> Cause I don't know. Right. I don't
0: know. Who
2: he, he, it. he like Sting mentions it in the in the in the scrum at, with the press conference afterwards. He was like, "Yeah, like I wasn't supposed to take that. I just couldn't get out of there in time." <laughs> oh, Sting I is old, man. Sting is old. That. <laughs> Sting is wow. old. Like the Sammy Guevara spot, he was not supposed to eat that. That six thirty wasn't supposed to take it, but he just was like, "Fuck it, I'm here. I can't get off this table." So instead of half getting off the table and then risking getting fucked up i'm just gonna take this bump and he took it And i'm sure sammy was like what are you doing why are you still here as he's doing at 6:30. but this match was yeah it wasn't great but it was fine because i i don't think the fans could have taken the okada match and this match back to back i don't think they could have this was fine for a cool down everybody just looked really old except for darby and sammy but it was like god damn these fuckers are old Yeah, Naito, it's it's just a weird spot for him. Naito's starting to look older, too. Like, as he moves, it's like, you know, I know he's had some injuries, but, yeah, just Sting and Jericho just look really
1: old. Yeah, no, 100%. And it looks like we're getting a Sting and Jericho feud one-on-one.
2: I'm for it. Give me shenanigans.
1: It needs to be
2: stipulation shenanigans so you can do other things and then have Sting jump off of something. Otherwise, a
1: straight-up match, you just can't have One of the journalists got hit with the bottle.
2: <laughs> yeah, Jericho
1: yeah. came in, hit the bottle with the bat, hit a That's journalist. Hilarious. hilarious. Then Danielson versus Okada, touched on a little bit already. Um, Man, Jericho breaks it, or excuse me, uh, Danielson breaks his arm 10 minutes into a match, still goes 17. After yeah. that, it, it's one of those things where you couldn't tell me that it was broken. You couldn't tell me he was injured. They didn't rush to a finish. And he could have. He was all within his right. I think they wrestled. It's funny because someone, I saw someone who went to the scrum. was like, well, they did cut it short. It was like at 28 minutes? Like, they, I thought they got everything in. Like, the yeah, match was I- so well. It was very, this would have been the best match on a card any other pay-per-view night that didn't feature Omega and Osprey.
2: Yeah, this was, I mean... Uh Danielson said it. He they asked, uh, did the match change? he's he was like, You want me to give you a look behind the curtain? He was like, Yes, of course the match changed as soon as I broke my arm. He was like, Yeah, I couldn't I couldn't do what I wanted to do because I had a broken arm. Well, he said it was fractured at the time. But yes, the match changed and it was still very good. I am absolutely stunned that Danielson submits Okada in this match. This is not what I expected. Furthermore. Okada hadn't been submitted. He hadn't tapped out since Nakamura. Eight 2015, years ago. Yeah. So Danielson going over like this was a surprise to many. Because as people know, they have actually talked to Danielson. He don't like winning necessarily. He likes he just wants to work the match. But then on the other side of it, it's like, oh, wait, he's going to be insufferable. Because now oh, yeah. he's, in his mind, he's the best wrestler in the world because he beat Okada. And even though MJF's got the title, at some point, you can feud with Hangman again. Yeah. You can feud with Kenny
1: again. You can feud with anybody. Danielson's... Oh, well, Okada's not taking this line down either, right? Like, no. by the time Wrestle Kingdom comes around, I think uh, he's going to have something to say about this, which 100%. is going to be incredible. Danielson, wrestling in New Japan is a thing. But the guy is so smart that he knows, like, if I just go there and do a random match, like, what does that mean? Yeah. Right Or well, what does this mean for me? What does it mean for my legacy? Now he goes there and does a match. He beat the guy still in that company. He's going to go there and that match is going to feel huge because of this one performance.
2: Yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be big because, yeah, you just submitted Okada. You tapped him out. With a nasty, like, oh, that cross face with the and then buckling the arms with his leg. Man, it was just nasty. Yeah, the rematch has to happen, which makes you go, well, shit, look, look like Okada's
1: going to win G1 then, huh? He could. He still could. Danielson can say, okay, you're, cha- you're a champion. And because technically you have a briefcase, but you can win the belt on the road, on the road to Wrestle Kingdom. Like, there's nothing to say that you can't win the belt on the way there and then just hold the briefcase. And then Danielson would be like, oh, you don't have a challenger? Because Okada could just say, I'm champion. I have the briefcase. There's no one to wrestle me. And Danielson could be like, um, excuse me, I just beat you. I made you tap. That belt should be mine. And then, oh, shit, we off and running.
2: There, there's, a, there's a lot of things they could do. Uh, and, I mean, G1's around the but I'm asking you this question now. Does Sonata have the title by the time Wrestle Kingdom comes around?
1: I really like the character. I really like what he's doing. No. I don't think he does. Who has it? That is so tough. I Osprey doesn't need it. Mm -hmm. Osprey would be a very good person to have it, but he doesn't really need it let me actually pull up g1 um now that we're here so because i gotta see i think the winner of g1 is obviously the person that takes it off um yeah. or you go to the road and, and give that feud to the person in g1 but then you got to kind of form that feud within g1 it,
2: it is very interesting because we don't see not- the person
1: lose it too often we've seen it
2: it, ha- it has happened. Sonata's, Sonata's run has – it hasn't blown the doors off anybody, but it's been it's been a good run as, and as he's champion. And in G1. Yeah, well, yeah, the champion's always champion Usually, yeah,
1: like – so, I mean, he's in the easiest bracket, easiest block. Um, Kenta's not going to win it. Okada's mm-hmm. in there with Kenta. That's the hardest block. Fantasmo, Osprey, Kenta, and Okada. Great Ocon, who is always hilarious for a match or two. Uh, Damn. The only person I could see legit winning it, and that's if they really want to, like, really save this Bullet Club shit, is David Finley. He's not ready. I don't think he is. But he has what it takes to be that, like, character. He's in the position where if you want to establish him and keep Bullet Club what it's always been, he can win that title. He's not ready. Nobody yeah. else. There's nobody else in here that I can say, like, Jeff Cobb doesn't have it. Naito doesn't have the momentum unless he just has a crazy run. Um, David Finley or my dark horse to win this shit, Tomatonga. Tonga. I, feel like
2: Asper- I think Asperger's going to man. Really?
1: Yeah, he Doesn't I, need it for Kenny.
2: No, no, no. I think if him and Kenny work it all in, well, oh, so you this, know I mean. that. Then, then, he's got the U.S. title, and then I, I just think he's the he's the guy because obviously injury, the, you know, the everything else that happened. Like he didn't really have a proper run, and it's time to give him a proper run because he's the best wrestler you have in that company. David Finley's not there yet. And the thing about David Finley that concerns me with the the Bullet Club is that almost everybody else looks more physically intimidating than him. He's still trying to figure out his heel role. Like, Jay White kind of figured it out as time went on. I need David Finley to figure out. I don't think he's going to figure it out in the next They gave
1: him the belt way before he figured it out. They kind of gave him the belt and said figure it out, had to take the belt off him, and he was an asshole, and then they kind of gave it back to him like a year later.
2: Yeah, I'm not, I don't know, man, but we shall see. I think Osprey will be the guy that gets the title. Because even I if gotta he...
1: pull those I'm gonna pull those stats. I wanna see, cause the bullet club have had several notable changes and you know, kick out to yeah. the bullet club. The next leader, I wanna see how long until they grab the belt. Cause I feel like AJ Styles was quick when he took Omega over t- for yeah. Finn. I feel like Omega didn't take that long either to become yeah. champion. Omega, remember, Omega toiled like he was a cruiserweight. Like he was a junior heavyweight. He was a junior. But as soon as he became leader of the Bullet Club, he went into heavyweight, into G1. And I think he won at that next Wrestle King. Yeah, so. I have to look at the numbers all that. But yeah, took, I got to It I felt I like pull it the took a
2: minute. It felt like it took a minute for Kenny to get that title off of yeah. Like, But Dave Finley's not ready.
1: No, but he's not ready. But yeah, same, same thing. You look at J.Y., he won it after becoming the leader of Bullet Club. Like, I feel like there's a connection. Like, you become leader of Bullet Club. The title's not that far in your future.
2: Yeah. Like,
1: I'd sit, I'd venture you're a year away from becoming champion. It yeah, might I'm not be to... as quick as, like, Finlay, which would be, I think, like, seven months, right? But a year away usually is like, yo, that's, that's your timetable. Even when they briefly tease Kenta as, like, the leader – at G1, he, like, jumped Naito and, like, did the cross-leg shit on top of his body. Like, you're pretty much in the title picture pretty yeah. quick when you're the leader I mean, of Bullet Club. Evil won that shit. Ugh. Evil. What's that? Gave him the belt. The, when you become the leader of Bullet Club, I feel like that title's pretty damn close. Yeah. So Finley's not ready. But yeah, we'll see. The spot he is in dictates that they might rush him and give him a heat check give me, give me, me the it. old title back that's all yeah. i need wrestle kingdom i don't care who wins it hopefully it's a heel give me the old belt back someone realized like you know what i'm tired of this new shit give me the big the big giant belt back that's hopefully. that's what i need and uh, that's actually i thought we had another match that's it baby wasn't it. that long i thought it was good i'll give it a b overall because yeah there were some matches that were down like the Sting match wasn't great in the beginning wasn't you know the MJF match could have been better i thought MJF did well but um the highs were really high though they were they definitely and, were and it's kind of hard when you have two matches like those to be like it's not a, a- b plus a minus cuz like fuck it it drowns out the rest of the card right like, yeah. if you have two matches of that caliber then yeah the whole card is pretty fucking good so b plus is isn't out of realm if someone says a minus i'm not even knocking that like it was a really really good pay per view i mean intrigued to see them carry on the momentum i want to see how they use dynamite versus collision because collision i just looked it up while we were talking earlier it did five hundred fifty thousand saturday night still pretty good no it's great for a saturday night right but it's half of a dynamite yeah so it's it's one of those things where it's like how much are you really going to build on this show that gets half the viewership We'll have to see
2: that these are the things that Tony's going to have to deal with. A Saturday yeah, yeah, show yeah. is it's a Saturday show. So if if there's a two if there's an actual split brand, it forces you to watch Collision because you want to know what else is going on. If it's not, then just like Rampage, you go. I don't need to watch it this weekend. That's I'll just find out 100%. what happens on Dynamite. They can't do that. Like Tony's going to have to commit, 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 commit.
1: But the numbers might force you away from that. Like, how are you mm-hmm. going to say, "Yo, Punk is going to be in like our biggest feud"? but only half the viewers know about it right like it was showing promo patches, packages on dynamite to catch them up it's one of those things where it's like like we saw last week like he might have to pop up on dynamite
2: yeah like, gets, at least on a
1: go home type shit like something oh every now and then it's double it, it, the it, viewers it, it
2: gets interesting man like it'll be interesting to see how they handle this cuz collision it's a risk. It was a risk. They knew it on when they did it on a Saturday, what it was going to be. You just but you just can't give up like you have to you have Gotta to go all in on this thing. And it'll be crazy because I'm very curious how they
1: handle this when college football season starts. So tough, man. I, I from the get go when they're adding the show and I said it on here, I would have rather them lean into the WCW shit all the way and put it on Monday nights and go head to head with raw and roll the fucking dice. And you take your chances. Cause I think on a Monday, you're doing 550 anyway. Like it was if that's your floor, you probably do 550, you probably do seven when it's not Monday night football season. Eight, Raw's only doing 1.2. Like, I think you could have carried more of your Wednesday audience on a Monday than you can on a Saturday, especially with punk and everything. And if for any reason you detract from Raw, it's going to look like a bigger win. You know, I I just thought Monday would have been the move for Collision. It looks like Nitro. The whole sign looks like Nitro. The, the everything, the presentation looks like Nitro. Looks I, I thought though. it would have. No, it looks great. Yeah. But I just thought it made sense. So like Saturday, it's just like, all right, we'll see. I, worst case, the date might have to change. Because, <laughs> yeah, like you, you need more eyes on it. But maybe mm-hmm. Tony has a master plan. Maybe maybe this is the first step. Maybe they signed with a streaming platform like Max. And everything's on demand. So fuck it. People 550 watch live on Saturdays, but you don't get an extra maybe mill just streaming your shit on max, you know, and even out. So you got to see what the future holds for them. We're going to switch over right now to finish the show. WWE Money in the Bank happening from London this weekend. All right, switching gears to the WWE, Dre, Money in the Bank ladder matches, seven matches on the card. Let's start with the regular matches and then kind of work through the Money in Bank matches, right? So we have Gunther versus Matt Riddle announced this past week on Raw. It is official. It beat the hell out of Matt Riddle, though. And uh, Kevin Owens couldn't figure out why Sami Zayn made him defend Matt Riddle's honor. But Angry Kevin Owens is incredible right now. Just gets mad at everything. So him and Sammy had a thing for going against Gunther and all that stuff. That has been a pretty funny feud in its own right. But at the pay-per-view, Gunther versus Matt Riddle, I think Matt Riddle just needs a really, really good-ass match.
0: Like he, he needs a,
1: a match of the year quality type joint to remind people, like, yo, I'm here. This is what the hell I do. I may be goofy and... The character is weird, but this is why I'm in this car.
2: Yeah, I mean, this should be a really good match, but the ending is not in question. We know what's going over here. It's going to be Gunther defending and retaining, but it should be a really good match. Like, this dude, Gunther is, like, on this run where I don't know if it, – it's not too far-fetched to say that if it wasn't for the – blood, like, he's a wrestler of the year in WWE. He's the guy who's consistently put on great matches. Uh, he gave us a, a what we, a lot of people say is a five-star match at WrestleMania. Yep. the triple threat. triple threat and he continues to just deliver day in and day out. I don't expect this match to be any different. He's going to smack the shit out of Matt Riddle throughout the match, but Hey, he's, he's special, man. He's special, but he's going over and retaining. No,
1: I agree. The only thing that could be different. And I, I understand the injury is very bad and we don't know, but if there was a place for Randy Orton to return, it's probably it. Perhaps, Where yeah. I can see, you know, Ludwig Kaiser is just like, you know, always interfering, always doing this thing. It'd be cool to see Kaiser just take a RKO out of nowhere and just pop the crowd and Guther still finds a way to win. But, you know, RK oh, yeah. bro is there to continue that. And maybe you have Randy, you know, turn heel a little bit again and later turn against Matt Riddle and they have a program feuding. But I think that would be really cool to see RKO out of nowhere because fans miss Randy, man. They just want they to do. see him healthy and, and back.
2: Yeah, we'll see if he's healthy. But, uh, I mean, yeah, I, I see what you're saying. This could be a spot that he returns. But, yeah, I, I think this
1: would be a straight-up match and Guthers just go over. And then Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler versus Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez. She must stop smiling oh, God, and so flexing bad. the back muscles. I it's, don't even know. That's not a gimmick. This. I don't know. Who told her that's a gimmick? Not me. How do you get out of NXT just flexing it back? I, it's, like, it's not great. No. No, it's, it's bad. I'm, I'm surprised. This is as bad as your Dana Brooke in-ring shit. Character-wise, oh, this is as bad. This it's character bad. is horrendous. Lacey Evans has a better character. This it's, shit is I mean, not a gimmick. She
2: got to turn on live. Like, just turn on live. How about that? We got to turn her heel because this baby face shit sucks.
1: Yes. And then Rhonda and Shayna with the weird half legion of doom face paint.
2: Whatever. So. Uh, they're fine. As, they're harmless to me as a tag team. I think keeping with each other, it's fine. Whatever. They neutralize each other. I'm fine with them being the tag team champions. They ain't losing this match, though. No way.
1: Nah. They just unified the belts. Yeah, Why would they lose? Cool lose yep. right and I like the idea of having one set of belts You see NXT appearing more and more on the main roster and main roster people going down so there's no need to have tag team belts down there when just you have a hot tag team bring them up yep you know if they win the belts then they take them to NXT for a while then they they float like I, I don't mind having one set of belts for the women's division because they needed more tag teams to feud with and this Good. gives you your entire women's roster at your yep. and then the bloodline civil war save it save
2: match. it save it i only want to talk about it because you know this this is the match i'm looking forward to the most fuck the money okay. in the bank ladder matches they're cool all right, we'll, and save all, but we'll, we'll save, save that the for the end
1: uh seth freaking rollins versus finn balor should be good yeah i just i feel like finn is is out of of that whole group right i feel like Everyone else is growing, and I like Judgment Day as a group still. But I feel like Finn is is good. I feel like it's time for babyface Finn again, kind of, and Damian yeah. Priest to kind of take the reins there. And yeah. I, I think this is the beginning of that.
2: Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I just I, I think uh, I mean obviously Rollins is going to win this match. Uh, oh, not that is
1: not the consensus. People, people believe. Think- this would be a great spot for Finn to win this match, and that Rollins doesn't have to hold the title like Roman does.
2: Nah, he just got the goddamn thing. I ain't ready for Finn to be champion yet. He hasn't heated up enough for me to believe that he can win. No, I'm picking Rollins to win. Um, the dissension in the judgment day maybe becomes a thing, maybe not. I don't think Finn Balor needs to be a babyface again. I think he's better as a heel, like this angry version of Finn. I've actually really liked, yeah. Um, but I think this he's match the shit does. out of
1: Rollins everywhere, yeah. NXT, main roster.
2: Like Rollins, I think Rollins will go over, uh, and it'll be a, it'll be a good match. It'll, Seth Rollins has good matches. That's what he does. For are league. you okay
1: with Carmelo Hayes NXT champion losing to Finn on Monday?
2: Yeah, um, there's levels to this, and I, agree. I, I and Finn is the former NXT champion, one of the more dominant NXT champs we had. I'm okay with Carmelo losing that match. It doesn't hurt him at all.
1: Yeah, I agree. He goes down and, you know, this is the big boy level. But I think he got a pop. I think it looked good. Yeah. I mean, he looks like he's he's the, he's the
2: guy like we know Carmelo's going to be that dude eventually. He's fine where he's at in NXT. He had a he had a good match with Corbin. I feel like they did this soft character reset with Corbin in this particular feud that he need desperately needed. He yes. desperately needed the lone it. wolf is back. Yeah, so I, I was here for all of that, but yeah, I was fine with Carmella losing the fin.
1: I don't know what people got so worked up about. And I kind of like that usage of NXT for main roster talent, uh, Dana Brooke aside. Yeah, is she's awful. Going down and resetting your character real quick and coming back.
2: Yeah, it's a good way to do it. But yes, uh, you said the, you said her name, and people talked about my rant last week. I stand by it. <laughs> Dana Brooke is awful. She is terrible. Terrible oh, yeah.
1: person. People love that rant. Uh Cody Rhodes versus Dominic Mysterio.
2: Just something to make us forget about Brock Lesnar for the time being. That's all it is.
1: And I said it last week. You know where I stand with this match. Dominic Mysterio wins because Brock Lesnar comes out and nerfs Cody Rhodes setting up SummerSlam.
2: Totally fine with that. I'm just I am impressed by the level of heat that Dominic Mysterio gets. I'm like, this is impressive.
1: Yes. Real booze. No piped
2: in shit. No, this man is getting booed out of the building. And it's like, bruh, Thank God you turned him because look what you got. His mullet is offensive. Oh. Him hitting Cody in the back
1: of the head and just booking it.
2: He Great, is such a, <laughs> such a douchebag. And it, and it works because it helps Rhea as a heel because we want to like Rhea. We want to like Mommy, but she's attached to Dominic. So, you know, she's a heel by proxy no matter what. Um, The funny thing is through this, Dominic and Cody, like Rhea has no opponents in, on Raw right now. I don't know. Like whenever they do the brand split, the draft, the one side always ends up with the champion not having anybody wrestling. It's like the, the shoulder shrug emoji. That's what Rhea has right now. She but then has they nobody bring to back work.
1: someone like Charlotte, and she's on still SmackDown. Smackdown. Yeah, I don't but they, they bring back talent, and they go to SmackDown. And it's just like fuck. There's no one on Raw now. You're not helping Rhea's case to be this great champion if she has nobody to work. No, still an amazing character. Fantastic. It's just, you got to give her a few people care about. It. Natalia was not it. Not it. No. Ugh. So then, all right, women's money in the bank ladder match. It's the most difficult one to predict. Uh, it is. I'm still riding with EO Sky, I guess. Oh, that's what I'm rocking with. That's Trish that is being in it. There's a lot of like feuds being built within it. So it's going to be good yeah. story heavy shit. But yeah, I think EO and then her and Bailey kind of have some turmoil going
2: yeah there, there's two things that work here uh, women's money in the bank winner never waits too long to cash in right that's one thing two EO is clearly in turning face on Bailey at some point and with Asuka being a heel as long as she still holds the title I finally get my EO Sky versus Asuka match and I don't know if it's at <laughs> SummerSlam I don't know when it is but probably I don't think it'll happen at SummerSlam even though I think it'd be a great match for SummerSlam you got to build that feud And there's a lot of juice in there. But you can do EO versus Bailey in the process. To me, she's the one that makes the most sense. I know some people think Becky. I don't see Zelina winning. I don't see Bailey winning. I don't see any reason Trish should win. Zoe just got here. I feel like Becky's going to have to find a partner to tag against them. Yeah. Everybody else has got something to do except for EO, who the heat check she passed with flying colors against Bianca in Puerto Rico at Backlash. It's time. To put, put her baby face role, still have her come out cool with the dark colors and the hoodie and all that stuff. But she needs to be on her own because she's that talented. And the Oscar feud will be incredible.
1: Yeah. And I see, like, people looking at the rundown and saying, well, everybody else got a, a feud. Somebody stop them from getting the briefcase, except Zelina Vega. So people think, like, you know, the the Puerto Rico match and everything. And it's a good time to have Zelina win it. I'm just like, uh, and I'm Puerto Rican. You should root for everybody, Puerto Rican. Like, nah, I can't I can't justify that one just yet. Nah, uh, men's please. money in the back bank ladder match, Ricochet,
0: Shinsuke,
1: LA Loser. Knight, Santos Escobar, Pete Dunn, Damian Priest, Logan Paul.
2: You look at this match. Can he do like, it?
1: Can you look he do at it?
2: you look at this match, and this is what I see, and everybody else should see too. Oh my god, we got a bunch of people that make it a ladder match great. Got Ricochet, got Pete Dunn. We got Logan Paul to do some flippy shit. You know, all these people. And then you have LA Knight. Oh, that's the winner. Now, obviously, LA Knight should be the winner because he's over like Rover
1: right now. Oh, my God. He did all the press interviews. They've all gone crazy for like everyone's platforms. Shout out to CVV, who was, like, he did 200,000 views in a in a day. They had what a, they you? have a, yeah, him and like LA Knight
2: and CVV have a great relationship but dating back to his NWA and Impact days. Oh, um, makes sense so yeah it did well like i interviewed him too and i think we i think we just posted our interview with la Knight. but it's like he's this is amazing to think this man came to nxt went to nxt as la Knight, and i hated the name when he came there but we always knew he was talented yep. but then he gets called up and he becomes max dupree because vince thinks he's too old to be a wrestler and make him a manager this man was saved the most from it's like vince. vince gotta go yeah it's, <laughs> and now here he is in all his glory, he comes out of the Bray Wyatt feud smelling like roses, even though he didn't win. And now he's over. There's, there's nobody in this, like, he's the odds on favorite by the sports books to win this match. Logan Paul. While he's in the match, it'll be great for to see Logan Paul fly around and Logan Paul and Ricochet are going to do some wild shit. But nobody should really expect Logan Paul to win this. This is L.A. Knight's briefcase, and he's going to be excellent with that briefcase. I feel like he's the clear winner of this match. There's no question to
1: me. Yeah, I'm picking L.A. Knight. It's The it man's 40. It's time. You yeah. can't ignore the pops he gets when he comes out. Nah, man. man, super Trips old. went to Saudi. Saudi. And at the presser they're chanting, LA night, LA night. What? No, he's you got to do man. it. And he's him with that briefcase, the promos, yeah, the ability to tease cashing in on someone. People are going to want him cashing on Roman.
2: They Obviously, are, but he won't. No. No. He's got to cash in on Rollins. If Rollins yeah. is champ, that's the one he's got to do it on. But but he's so over. Oh, like, let I- him hold
1: that briefcase for a while. Just let him go with it. Mm. Oh. He's. he's
2: Too good, too good. But this will be a fun match because everybody else is going to fly around and kill themselves, and LA Knight's just going to get that briefcase.
1: Yes, I agree. I don't need to see Logan Paul win this. Like, it does nothing. Like, just having him there and having him in spots is good enough. Like, he doesn't need to be a champion. He doesn't need a briefcase. It's it's good. He's fine (laughs) without it. Yep. And then the feud, the match of the weekend, the bloodline... Civil War tag team match Roman Reigns, Solo Sokoa versus the Usos. Dre, we are approaching, I believe it started September 2020, like mid pandemic. September 2020, where you get Jay and Roman, and that's like going into the hell in the cell and everything. We're three years deep, Dre, three on this bloodline story, and it's not slowing down. No. I
2: think the beautiful thing about this match is I have no idea how it's going to end.
1: I don't have a clue. Anyone could lose. Anyone could win. Solo can turn on Roman. Like Roman could push Solo in the face and Solo could spike Roman and Roman might get pinned.
2: Yeah. I don't think that's going to happen. But the Usos could lose. Solo could get pinned. Roman, like they could lose. It could set up a triple threat. At at Summerslam, because Roman's got to defend the title. Somebody in this bloodline is going to work him. It's either Jimmy or Jay or both of them. There's there's so many outcomes to this match. Roman could just win, right? Like he just straight up win and be like, "Fuck you guys, I'm out." Yeah. Like he there's there's so many possibilities, but the story's been so good for so long. And I'm just like, all right, well, whatever. I'm here for the ride. It's like, I could predict the winner, but who cares? Whatever it is, it's been, I trust the process. It's been good thus far. Let it continue to be good. And, you know, I just harking back to those of you was like, Cody should have went over. No, no, he should not. No, I it's, told y'all.
1: it's wild because you look at it, all of this, the program has to, in my mind, continue the same way. Whoever wins or loses, usually Roman wins. And he has to give someone the chair. You gotta give Solo the chair and tell him to take the brothers out. And for the first time, Solo has to say no. Solo says yes to everything.
2: You think it's everything. time to, to get solo away from Roman right now, too?
1: I think, I think it is. I I think Solo says no. And Roman's not an idiot. He's not gonna get hit in the back again. But I think Solo drops the chair. Roman smushes him in the face a couple of times and solo Samoa spikes Roman reigns and it walks out. And that is your title program. It's neither of the brothers. It's, it's solo standing with his brothers and solo versus Roman. Cause he hasn't gotten a shot to prove himself one-on-one solo versus Roman at SummerSlam where now it's the whole bloodline trying to help their brother beat Roman. And Roman has to f- overcome the odds for the first time ever.
2: I don't think that'll happen, but I, I honestly don't know. Nothing will surprise me that comes out of this. Um, Heyman's still going to be rolling with the tribal chief no matter what. He's the last one. He's the last one to leave. I don't know if he'll ever leave. I think he's just going to roll with the guy he came in with.
1: No, I, um, I think that's when, that's when Cody again finally strikes when Haman leaves the tribal chief when there's no more wise man when he's completely vulnerable that is when you strike
2: we'll see but i'm 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 in i think this match is going to be great i think the oh, drama is sure. going to be there it's uh the usos are super over i mean they've been over we're but back to the penitentiary, baby the yeah,
1: penitentiary
2: but i mean jay with the line you out and i'm out too Super oh Roman. it's just such a such a great line. Like, yeah, man. We is there any question? This is the story of the year. No, the past it's the story years. of the past three years. <laughs> yeah. It's so stupid. Like, this still it's still going. It's really that good. It's like, thank God Vince isn't here to ruin this shit. I was with I don't
1: know if I was with Big Mac. I forgot who I was with, but i said, and I stand by this: Roman Reigns is the greatest pro wrestler on earth right now. Now, he's not the best wrestler, bell to bell. But at its core, pro wrestling is putting butts in seats. It's being a draw. It's having something people will remember for a long time. It's, as a heel, putting other people over, making them better. I think Roman Reigns is the best pro wrestler. And doing enough in ring. And having good matches. Because he's having good matches. Overall, all around, he's the best pro wrestler in the world right now. People will remember this for 30 years. As great as Osprey's 35-star matches are, it's a small group of us that's going to remember what he did in Wrestle Kingdom this past year. More people remember what happened in AEW this past week, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Roman's going to be remembered 30 years from now by a much larger net. There's, he is, you're talking about CM Punk coming back and drawing numbers. Roman disappears, he comes back, he draws numbers. People come to paper. He puts butts in seats. He's doing something we haven't seen someone at the top of WWE do, no disrespect to Cena, in in a long time. Rock, Austin, like he's telling a story on that level, a story that will have countless WWE documentaries. He's defining an era. This is the Roman Reigns era, for, for whatever people want to say. Daniel Bryan had the Yes Movement. Punk had Summer of Punk. This is longer than both of those. He, he's defining a chapter in WWE. Everyone in these past three years, he's he's going to be remembered further than anyone. Anyone. And anything done in these past three years. I think he's the greatest pro wrestler on earth. Because of that. Because of the overall work and this story.
2: I agree, but I'll disagree with the greatest pro wrestler. He's the best sports entertainer on earth right now.
1: I think it's all conversation. Pro wrestling mm-hmm. at its core is still having some of that. Because vince leaned too far the other way that's that's a different discussion but when pro wrestling was just pro wrestling before the term sports entertainment was a thing rick flair was a phenomenal pro wrestler his stories with dusty his stories with steamboat last as much as the matches right no, like no, I, people, I people were pro this has always been a part of pro wrestling you also had to deliver in ring vince said in ring for a long time But Roman's matches, that Hell in the Cell, the Cody match, the Owens match, uh, the Balor match wasn't bad. But, like, he has matches, matches that also bang to the level of, okay, you can go in-ring and you have the best story we've seen in 20, 30 years.
2: Yeah, I don't know, man. It's hard because I just watched Kenny Omega and Will Ospreay put
1: the two match of the years up. That, right. That's great. In 30 years, and not being you, in 30 years, when we say what was the story, what happened in pro wrestling in 2023, first thing we're going to say is bloodline. Those matches yeah. are incredible. That's the first thing we're going to say, Dre, is the bloodline story. It's first thing. Yeah, but even then,
2: as much as the bloodline story has been great, like, yes, yes, like, I'm not trying to take anything away from Roman but that this was an ensemble cast it was it Jimmy is. Jay solo Sammy like that's all yep. the characters made the bloodline hey, amen yeah he's uh, the guy on top <laughs> I am not even gonna I'm not disagreeing because it's just hard like it's it's what Osprey and Omega have done what Danielson continues to do as a wrestler and his promos what Moxley's done those I mean in ring Roman's been really good in ring I think yeah. there are people that are. in He's the ring not on their ready. level
1: in ring. Yeah, no, no he's that, not their level. But they're that's not why on his I, level in terms of programming and, and, like is, and promo right now. Roman has become an attraction, yeah. right? Because
2: he's not there every week. No, you know, like he's an attraction. He's he's a not a special attraction like Lesnar. I don't think he disappears no. as much. But he's an attraction. Like he, he's comes, getting to the rock levels. Yeah, he's an attraction. He's a, he's a yeah. star. Like he is, he is, he is box office. He is, he puts butts in seats. He sells tickets. Um and, and it's it's the only reason why I say sports because his promos have been fantastic as well. Incredible, Right. Like he's now he's like, you know, people are like, well, maybe MJF could be a better champ. No, it's Roman. Roman's the best champ in, in these companies right now. He's the, yeah. the best top guy in the company. But pro wrestler, I just think of like bell to bell. I'm like, fuck, man, I just watched Will Ospreay and Kenny Omega fucking smoke. No, he's me.
1: he's not them bell to bell. But they. Yeah. They, they are don't have not the him.
2: Yeah, I know. I
1: know. <laughs> In the other aspects, right? So, like, you're absolutely right. Yeah. yeah. So it's 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 one of those things where it's like it's so hard to weigh. Like, what what matters more? And to me, it's just the longevity of it. When I look back at at Austin's run, yes, that Bret Hart match is phenomenal. But I don't nitpick every match for Austin. But I know how good that story was. Yeah. yeah. I, I, mean, I know how good. Like, so that matters a lot. It's, at, look, at some I, point, you just can't I, do stinkers and have a great thing. Like yeah. that's that's the that's the bad thing. Like you need to have bangers too. I, they are, they're in. A, I mean, it's it's a it's a
2: good spot to be in. There's no, I have no disagree. Like you can disagree and make a good argument as to why Roman is not, and you can make a good argument as to why he, why he is. is. Yeah. And I think I think either way. What Roman's doing is special, regardless of how you spin it. Like you want to argue that he's the best in the world, I'm not going to say he's not right now. I, as a, as a total package is concerned, I'm not going to disagree with anybody. Yeah. Um. But if you say he is or he's not, he's there. He's in that conversation and he belongs. And he's been ever since they turned him heel. The motherfucker's been special.
1: Yeah. And it's it's great to have great pro wrestling all around. Yep. We just did an hour and thirty minutes through multiple promotions didn't even touch on nxt which had a pretty good special baron corbin you know like you said rejuvenated his character in the main yes. event against carmelo hayes who looks like the future of wwe and uh black man future wwe how wild is that um so you, you you're looking at this and wesley and he's putting on great performances and nxt is great we have so much good pro wrestling that two years ago this hour and a half would have just been complaints And and now it's like, okay, we just talked about a bunch of shit that we like and maybe spent three minutes on stuff that wasn't good. So pro wrestling's in a great spot. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And uh, we'll be back. I'll be back in uh, Blue Iris Studios later in the week. Check out our boxing episode. It's going to be a fun one Uh, (laughs) this week and then MMA as well. And then next week we're going to gear up um, probably me and producer Cole Bebe recapping Money in the Bank. And then the old man will be back to do box, talk about boxing and preview UFC 290 because we'll be in the swing of fight week when it comes to that here in Las Vegas. Oh, man, that NBA Summer League, it's going to be one hell of a, a couple weeks in Vegas. So the old man jumping right back into that next week. So we appreciate you all. Follow us on social media, on all platforms, Corner Podcast, wherever you guys listen to podcasts as well. Check out our YouTube Follow me at Danby. him at Andres Hell on platforms. Shout out to everyone at Blue Wire. Everyone at the win in the studio. We'll be back. In the meantime, enjoy this good ass wrestling that's going on. Stay safe. We're out. Peace.
0: Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you.